I'm your new intro. You sucked at the last one. Welcome to Three Drink Minimum. It's a podcast that makes you sound drunk just by saying the name correctly. That's very important. To say it's a podcast that yeah. makes you sound drunk by saying the name I correctly. I the bed. Right. And this is Last Call. This is where we uh, spend a quick half hour just recapping some stuff that we might not have covered in our main podcast that came out just a few days ago. Eric, I want to talk to you about Netflix today. Let's talk about Netflix. Netflix has just increased their prices. I'm not mad about it. All right. Here's a guy that I get Netflix maybe two months out of the year. See, I have Netflix every month of the year. I don't see paying for it all the time. I I spend my 11 bucks here and there. I, I just canceled. I, I signed up in November and canceled in December. So I paid my 11 bucks and I watched the entire... Uh, what was the uh, sci-fi one that I watched? Uh, Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. I watched that. Never watched The through. Haunting of Hill House, but definitely watched some fucking... Watch Altered Carbon. Did A Haunting of Hill House have naked women sword fighting? And naked women. Did it have naked women sword fighting? It had lesbian sex. Did Hot it have sex. naked women sword fighting? Answer no, the damn question. Oh, but... I, no. No, it did not. I no, you, it I did thought you started not. The Haunting of Hill House. I didn't even watch one episode. Damn it, Don. So, Way better than Altered Carbon. I okay. promise you that. Uh, I will have to sign up for Netflix again, and it's going to cost me $13. $13 Next time I do it, now. $13, and you know I'm a cheapskate. And when I have to pay that $13, I'm going to have to watch, uh, what is it, uh, the Bangersnatch? Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Uh, Bangersnatch. 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 And, and what was the other thing I have to watch? Uh, Haunting, uh, Haunting of Hill, Hill House. And maybe we'll Hill throw House um, and Bangersnatch. Maybe we'll throw you in there. You? Yeah, a show called You on there. Okay. Why would I watch that? It's good. Okay. Should I wait until July? In July. Yeah, uh, probably wait until July. I was going to say, in July, the uh, Stranger Things Season 3 yeah. comes out. It's uh, Haunting or uh, You is really good. It's starring Penn Badgley. Me and him have the same last name. You don't know who that is? Nope. He was in a... Um, what was that fucking movie with that one bitch that's really famous now? I can't remember. I have no idea. I'll have to look it up. But um, it's got Penn Badgley. Okay, uh, is the show any good? Yes, is the, the story show is good. good. It's okay. good. I mean, Netflix, Netflix is a lot like HBO. It has a lot of good stuff on it. It has a lot of shit. But it has... Whoa, but it has whoa. There's good stuff... That makes up for any of the Before shit. I get into what you said, I'm going to talk about this price increase, and then I'm going to revert back to what you said. Okay. The price increase, I don't matter because, you know, if they, you know, with these Netflix original shows and stuff, all that does is just increase the budget, can, increases, mm-hmm. you know, potentially oh, yeah. increases the quality of these shows. And, you know, maybe not the quality, but it, it, it bigger budget for the shows maybe for your entire I don't think it's that bad I don't think it's that bad I I only see it being a good thing okay now if it went much more than two dollars yeah. I think it but two dollars still it's a lot cheaper than buying HBO yeah I don't pay for my Netflix I'm on my mom and dad's Netflix you should not confess to that kind of crap <clears throat> you know what fucking Netflix and kick me off I'll just piggyback off another Source I do you have. Th- do you think if I reported you, Netflix would give me like a year for free? Maybe. 
I might do that. I doubt it. Not Dude, that'd me. be a deal. And then I'd sign you up on my account. <laughs> <laughs> my in-laws are saying shit. Uh, but it, what's your take on the price increase before I talk about this? It's not that bad. I mean, price increases happen. I mean, I work in the cable industry, and we always have price increases. And it's because the people who are making the shows, they want more money. Have you felt an effect from Netflix in the cable industry? Uh yeah, uh, on demand has changed that uh, a lot, but that's okay because uh, cable industry has gone from it, just providing cable to going to internet. internet and stuff like that. Yeah, that probably helped a lot. Um, well, that's why like WWE, they used to do pay per views. You remember? Cause you used to record them for me when I was yep. younger because you had them for free. I would get them for free. They have a streaming service now where it's ten bucks a month, and you and they they do the pay per view. They do their their big events on that now. See, that's the thing. People were like, cut the cable, cut the cable because it's too much. But then they'll pay ten bucks, thirteen bucks for Netflix, ten bucks for WWE, uh, and it adds up. You pay for HBO Go, you pay for. Show Showtime, Max Go, you pay for all these things, and it starts adding up. You, Amazon Prime, UFC is actually doing something kind of smart. They have a deal with ESPN. They 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 were with Fox for a while, and now they're with ESPN, and they do ESPN Plus, which is a, which is a streaming service. It's a five dollar a month subscription, and they do big events on that, but they still do like their. They'll still do like some events being pay per view, like probably like that when Conor McGregor fights, you know, Habib Nurmagomedov again. It'll be pay per view because they know people don't give a fuck about the price; they're still going right. to buy it. But like the, this weekend, it's a stacked card. It's a great, great card. It's going to be on ESPN Plus five dollars five or four ninety nine. You get that card. So they're slowly transitioning to a streaming service as opposed to the pay-per-view model. It's all going to be on demand eventually. Yeah, because the pay-per-view model is getting super outdated and mm-hmm. you see the decline in the numbers. Unless it's like a massive card, like I said, like a Conor McGregor or a John Jones, then the numbers are high again. But just for regular cards, they're way down. I will say there is a problem with that, uh, with streaming services. Bandwidth. Mm-hmm. The other night I watched True Detective... The premiere, I was watching it on cable, and I watched it as it was airing. How long did you have to wait? Uh, 35 minutes. Why did you have to wait 35 minutes? Because the app crashed because the Game of Thrones trailer, or teaser. Well, I don't think it was just that. I think it was the entire thing. Between True such, Detective and... Between, well, when I looked up HBO Now, because like, I, I thought it was just my Wi-Fi, but yeah. my Wi-Fi was working. You no. know, I have really good Wi-Fi. All over the place, the <laughs> app I went to crashing. I went to the search bar and tw- on Twitter, and I looked up uh, HBO Now. Yeah, and people were fucking pissed. And then HBO Now help the like you know their assistants on Twitter. So we're aware of the issue and blah blah. Yeah, and it took about thirty five minutes to get it resolved. It but was, once it got resolved, it was fine. It was just a crazy amount of bandwidth coming in on that at one time. Now, overloaded them. But and I was surprised to see that more people were talking about how being upset they can't watch True Detective, as opposed to the Game of Thrones teaser. But I think if I don't I had think to people guess, cared about the Game of Thrones teaser because it was a teaser. It's film. It's not actually any any well, real actual footage of the season. The Game of Thrones trail uh, uh, social media accounts released it at the exact same time. Yeah. So I think it was True Detective. And I think and I think Game it's because 
Game of Thrones, it didn't give us any new information, really. No, it was just something. It's just something to, to get us all excited. Me and Kendra are actually tomorrow night. We're re we're rewatching all the Game of Thrones. We're starting it back tomorrow. I did that last summer. Did you? Yeah. See, I wanted I wanted to do it now because by the time we get done, we'll be relatively close to time. We'll be a month or two uh, out. So. I probably in in the next uh, two years. Probably two years from now, I'll go ahead and start reading the books again. That way, by the time I finish the books, it'll be in time for George R. R. Martin to write the next one. Yeah. I'm a, I, I will bet you right now he doesn't. You know he types one-handed. Celebrity Deathpool. Uh, yeah, Celebrity George Deathpool. R. Martin. Oh, but, uh, yeah, he might be. So what I was actually trying to get at before we went on that was when you think of a streaming service, most people – Go with Netflix. God, how many subscribers do they have? I don't remember the number, but Netflix it was Netflix or something. Prime, those are the two big. But Netflix, obviously, I think Netflix, Netflix is the leader wins. Netflix the has industry. the better programming by far. I think they're the leader of the industry as far as subscriptions. I mean, it was like some insane number last I saw. Insane. Yes. But HBO is so slept on when it comes to shows, like just their shows that they put out. Because I was thinking, all right, let me put them side by side and break it down by genre. Or not even by genre. Let's take the best current show that's a Netflix original right now. Stranger Things. Stranger Things is really popular. Altered Carbon was really popular. Yeah, but Altered Carbon Uh, wasn't. Black Mirror. Black Mirror is up there. But let's take Black Mirror and Stranger Things. Let's let's compare those to Game of Thrones. Yeah, let's let's take that to Game of Thrones. Not as good, actually. I will put True Detective up against Black Mirror and Stranger Things. Uh, I would put, I would I would say Stranger Things would beat out True Detective. See, but this is a very subjective Westworld. thing. I think Westworld Westworld would uh, top Westworld. Game of Thrones would be anything on Netflix right now. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think True Detective competes with anything on Netflix right now. True Detective competes. Um. If you know, like I said, it's pretty subjective, but of course it is. It's my personal preference is but, True Detective to Stranger Things, but I I love Stranger Things, but True Detective, I go over. But we'll see how the season plays out. Yeah, let's go with uh, like comedies. What's the best comedy on Netflix right now? Easily the most popular. Oh, if you want to talk about comedy, just for comedy specials, Netflix, it's hands down. If, oh yeah, I'm not if, talking about if, I'm not talking about stand up. I'm talking about comedic shows. Mm, comedic shows, shows. I can't even think of one except. Well, I can't think of any on HBO right now uh, except for uh, Are you Crashing. Crashing Silicon Valley. Oh, Silicon Valley! I completely forgot. Barry's comedy. Barry. They just did they release a new trailer for Barry? No, because the new season just. Or the last season didn't end that. They long showed ago. they showed something about Barry just the other day. Yeah, they, they released something about Barry. It's coming back pretty yeah. soon. Um, Barry was really good. I don't count that as a comedy, haha. Though, but I think uh, it's Silicon still... Valley is. I would say that's comedy. I would. Yeah, I would that's one hundred percent comedy. And I think obviously Crashing is obviously comedy. Yes, but let's take okay. Netflix has their number one comedy right now is The Ranch. Never watched it. It's I think really I watched good. half of an episode and thought this is horrible. It's just oh, it's basically no, no, a sitcom. No. It's, a, it's a shitty shot sitcom with cussing. I love the ranch. Did it have any nudity? Yeah. Oh, it did. I didn't watch yeah. long enough. Okay. Shit. I love the ranch. I really do. I love it. 
But <laughs> male or female nudity? Uh, female. Oh shit! You do see Ashton Kutcher's ass a couple times. Oh yeah, I got my dick hard. But um, um, so you take the ranch, their best comedy. I I still put Silicon Valley, Barry, and Crashing all above them. Yeah, maybe not Crashing, maybe not Crashing. Uh, crashing, I put above. Yeah, Crashing, maybe not. Not I put for Crashing me. above Barry. Whoa, whoa! For comedy, Barry is at dramedy. Yeah, it's a dramedy. You're yes. right. That's the best way to put it. It's a dramedy, but uh, as far as a show goes, I as put far Barry as above Crash, a show that you'd want to watch. And I love Crashing. I love, love, love Crashing. I hope Artie Lang's nose this season is much better. Um, now this, might they're not Artie Artie Lang and his nose will be in this full. season. They're not going to be in the same episodes. Oh yeah, <laughs> one got left behind. Uh, what about – did you watch all Silicon Valley? Yes. Uh, where do you put it between Barry and Crashing? As far as just a show to watch comedy? Yeah. Above both. I do, I do too. Yeah. Um, uh, their, uh, season, their seasons are way too short. Yes. I finish oh them. It's like, damn God. it! I wish they would just do like three – just three or four more episodes. I thought it was going to go in the shitter when TJ Lang left. Oh no! But it was fine. It was completely fine. But man, but him. T.J. Lang. Yeah. Oh no, dude. T.J. Lang is a fucking, uh, fucking. Uh, I was like, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. T.J. Lang plays like guard or some shit for the fucking uh, Green Bay Packers. That shit up. Your mic is losing it. T.J. Lang <laughs> plays like offensive guard for the Green Bay and Packers. You just said Artie Lang. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I just said Artie head. Lang, and I put. I was it in like, my head. I the math in my T.J. Miller. The math was not adding up correctly. Yeah. But really, T.J. Lang is actually a f- professional football player for the Green Bay. I think he's still with the Packers. But I either way, um, T.J. Miller, I thought it was going to be shit when he left. But no, it was great. But man, him and uh, er, uh, Eric Bachman <laughs> is dead. <laughs> he's <at> at all. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Uh, Wang. Uh, er- this is Jin Yang House now. <laughs> Have you ever heard him speak in real life? Yeah, he just—he's uh, he's actually—he's a stand-up, and he's yeah. pretty fucking good. He's funny. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound right coming out of. I'm used to him as yeah, that like, character, and then I see him like talking. Everything it's like, is oh, paused. Damn it, that's not right. Yeah, he's funny though, man. And that whole show is really yeah. good. The show's really good, and you know, give me three extra episodes a season, yeah. or make the shows a little. Give me a. An hour-long show instead of half hour. Now, as far as like thrillers, um, I took the best thriller, current thriller. That's the two shows that are the newest on each. Banger Snatch. No. No. You. You. I haven't watched you. It is about a guy who is a works in a bookstore. And he's very OCD, and he is kind of, you know, traumatized from when he's younger. He gets obsessed with this girl, like freakishly obsessed. But it's like he got like I I don't really know how to describe it without you actually watching it. But it was really good. I was surprised. I thought it was gonna be something more for Kendra, chick flicky, but no, I was completely wrong. It was really okay. good. But I was thinking, all right, let's take the more. It's probably the hottest show on Netflix right now. So, what would you compare it to on HBO? Dexter. 
Well, Dexter was Netflix. Dexter was HBO. Oh, did it go for? Did Netflix buy it from mm-hmm. HBO? Oh. Uh, or no, so, Dexter might have been Showtime. Yeah, Dexter. Dexter was Showtime, Showtime or HBO. I think. I think it was Showtime. Might have been Showtime. But anyway, so I take that to probably the hottest thriller on HBO's market, True Detective. Okay, True Detective. True Detective kills you, and I am a huge you fan. So let's take just overall shows. It's Game of Thrones, or it's Game of Thrones beats everything on Netflix. So that's one point for okay. HBO. So you're let's saying take HBO comedies. beats Netflix? Is yeah, what you're let's saying. take comedies. It's Game HBO or H- HBO. Yeah, you take thrillers. It's HBO. Yeah, like why don't more people? Well, here's the thing. I think that really draws people away from HBO. You can't binge on HBO. Yeah, you can. You can, but you have to wait for the entire season to come out over like a right. two they month don't, span. They don't release, release the entire at once. season at once. Yeah, that's why I told Kendra she was so pissed last you week. You can when watch I told older her that stuff. True Detective. Oh, she watched first True Detective, and she's like, "Well, why can't?" Because Netflix has you used yeah. to that. You, yeah. Netflix has you used to. We watch like I, we watched that first episode, and then we we watch the next one. Mm-hmm. So she was thinking this oh. all release one she's like okay cool we were, i was ready to watch she was ready to watch another one i was like oh no babe we we get one next week and then one the week after that and then one the week after that and one the week after yeah. that waiting for waiting for it is is <laughs> a pain but then again waiting for it is part of the enjoyment uh that's why we can sit down and talk about what do you think is going to happen mm-hmm. if if it, we could binge it one of us would have all the information already <laughs> There's there's pros and cons to it. I, I think the pro is that it forces it or allow it allows conversation about mm-hmm. what's your theory on this instead of knowing what the answer is going to be. You can't have that theory on say altered carbon right. because all the I information like, is out there. I like that model. I prefer that model. I mean, it sucks. But I like that I like model it. for a lot, but it does the not. One, it's not conducive for conversation. The one thing. No, what I'm saying, I like the one-a-week model. Okay, yes. I prefer it. Just It slows down the, the digestion of the show. Yeah. But the one thing that I could say that I don't like about it is you can forget things along the way yes, that are can. important. That's why I have my detective notebook in my hand like when I'm watching the show. Netflix, when you get to episode nine, you watched episode three like maybe a three day ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, like maybe a few hours ago or – couple days ago. Yep. Like, so it's still fresh and you remember, and then you can make more connections from there. Yep. That's why I'm happy that I didn't jump on the Game of Thrones train until about a year ago. Did you know that? Oh, so you really just cruised through them. Maybe a year and a half. And you cruised through all of them at once? Uh, Over about a month and a half span. Okay. Because, you know, that's one of those shows, if you want to binge a show in a weekend, that is not the show. <laughs> um, if you think... You're going to be there a while. If you think the Game of Thrones TV show is dense, read the damn books. They are far more dense. The books are far more dense than the TV show. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of families, like, they'll watch one episode of something a day. And I saw Game of Thrones put out, I think it was yesterday, that... You can if you start Game of Thrones right now, watch one episode per day. You'll finish in time. You'll for finish this. like the day before the premiere of season eight. Yeah, which is until fucking April. And that's smart because they know how people watch it. <coughs> yeah, they're thinking so, ahead. Man, I'm so fucking excited for Game of Thrones. I don't know. I can't even contain it, dude. I, I, I think I've I've mentioned this before, haven't I? What I hope it ends as. What do you hope it ends as? I think I mentioned it before that. It's Samuel Tarley at the Citadel 
writing down the story with the White Walkers closing in the entire world is ice. Oh, that'd be great. Yep. Sam wrote the like everything that just happened in the show. Everything that you witnessed was his Samwell writing. He's writing the story. The story. The last story. And he's writing it for who? Maybe somebody, maybe nobody, because the White Walkers are getting ready to overtake the Citadel. He's the last person. See, dude, that would be so fucking great. But I feel like how much you would know more than me. How much influence did George R. R. Martin have in this final season? He gave them an outline of how it was going to end. Knowing George R. R. Martin, the book will probably be completely different. Maybe, but the overall strokes. I want to know how does that motherfucker not get lost in his own story? He does. Oh, does he? He he hires people to help him keep track of things because he has this subplot, this subplot, this subplot, this subplot, this subplot, this subplot, and it's like, wait, what the fuck was this going on over here? Yeah. And and yeah, it's it's way too complex. So I'm not big in the book. Yeah. Is where does George R. R. Martin stand as far as authors go when you when you discuss like you know legends and greatest of all time lists and stuff? Oh, he's not up there. Not even close. No, he's he's kind of in my opinion. Who wrote Lord of the Rings? Uh, Tolkien. Tolkien. Now, if you got to take Martin or Tolkien, is okay. What I'm saying is, like, is Martin like in that same boat? Like, well, wrote a great series, and then that was about it. It's fantasy, and uh, Tolkien was not really a author per se. He wanted to create uh, legends. He wanted to create a European mythology, which they did not have. Uh, so, and he was also a language, he was big into language and he was into constructed languages. And that was basically what prompted the entire Hobbit and Lord of the Rings uh, series was his love of mythology and constructed languages. So it wasn't that he was out to set it, setting out to tell a story. So turning, so basically what, so Martin's not even up there, but he um, wrote a legendary series. He's up there, because uh, yeah. But he, is this all he's ever done? Is this series? Huh. Well, no, he's done other stuff. But all that he's ever but, gone like but massive. This is what he's. This is this is his big for. thing. This is uh the shining. You know, this is his shining and it and stuff. Well, yeah, but. At least that's a series. Stephen King writes one-offs. Well, yeah, Stephen King writes one-offs. But what I'm saying, like when you think of Stephen King, you think of The Shining and It and right. things like that. So that's um, you would put this with – would I put Game of Thrones and George R. R. Martin with Isaac Asimov? Not quite. I don't know who that is. Isaac Asimov, a uh, science fiction writer. iRobot. Oh, yeah, they made an series. iRobot movie. Yes, they did. Will Smith? Yep. Um, I wouldn't put him quite that high, but Martin is up there. He's he's pretty high up. And he's but I think that says something, you know, just doing it off of one series, you know, just one one series and boom, that's it. Or is that a common thing within most? Yeah, most. If you look at say Michael Moorcock, he is known for the Elric series. Or if you look at uh, well, uh, go ahead. 
No, go ahead. Uh, actually, it knocked out of my head. Uh, the Elseworlds series. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now because R.A. Salvatore is really known for his work on the Elseworlds, the Drizzt uh, series of books. But well, what I was saying is that just goes to show how superior, you know, the books to everything are as opposed to shows. Because if you're just going just based off of shows, you'd say, oh, George R.R. Martin's the greatest of all time mm-hmm. in any genre. Maybe. Because Game of Thrones is easily the best show of all time. I don't think it's even – you could it's argue – pretty good show. You could argue Sopranos. You could argue Breaking Dexter. Bad. Oh, I wouldn't put Dexter. I don't even have Dexter in my top ten. Really? Yeah. Uh, the books are completely different than the TV shows. Yeah, like if I had to go my top five TV shows of all time, I'd Breaking go Bad's up there. Game of Thrones one, Breaking Bad two. Have you watched Better Call Saul? No, I never. Oh, watched you need Call to watch Saul. Better Call Saul if you like Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul, I think. See, is, I loved Breaking Bad so much that I thought I'd hate it. I'm thinking Better Call Saul might be a better series than Breaking hmm. Bad, and you I know, love Breaking Bad. I, you know what? That's what I'm going to do next. Next week, I'm going to make a list of my top five shows because I said I don't even have Dexter in my top ten, but I'm blanking, so I'm like, well, maybe Dexter is in there. So you have to think of your top ten shows? I've said top, top five? five shows. I'll think of my top five, too. We'll compare them. But I know my one and two is 100% locked in. I got Game of Thrones one, Breaking Bad two. But um, what was I going to say? You're going to say goodbye because we're sitting here at 25 minutes. And this is our last call. This no, is supposed to be a short episode. And you have to get home to brats and brats. Brats and brats. And I have guests upstairs and pizza and... Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I had to say, I'll leave next. We'll do top five. We'll figure something out. Yeah. So if you guys want to give us a shout out on Twitter, we're at 3 Drink Minimum. Oh, I've been putting that in our show notes, by the way. So oh, have whatever you. you write show notes to our Twitter, our Instagram, our email. Our Instagram is at 3 Drink Minimum. Our email is 3 Drink Minimum at gmail.com. I'm Uncle Don. That other person over there is Eric Badgley. Yes, I am. And that's a week. Bye. Adios. Bye.